So you had a knowledge of God at a younger age through Sunday school. Uh, what about through your teenage years and your, your university years? Did you have any encounters with Christians then that made you think? Or? Yeah, look, I was um, I was very antagonistic towards Christians. I gave them a very hard time, and uh, had, had met, met a lot of people that uh, I'd had interesting discussions and debates with, and uh, really was, uh, was 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 looked back at now sort of quite shameful, but. Um, it was all part of the journey, I guess. It was uh, funny. I, I remember sort of meeting this young girl, and uh, she, she was a Christian, a born again Christian, and she was telling me how wonderful it was. And I remember telling her that you know I've had a look at the Old Testament, and I didn't think it was that wonderful. <laughs> and uh, she ended up giving me a, a Bible that I sort of put on the shelf and really didn't get back to for many, many years. But sort of remember, remember, remember her. I think she'd be quite surprised at how I turned out, really. And tell me about your early career. What did you do uh, for work after school and, and study? Yeah, I, I first started with my stores, and I was doing um, um, a management apprenticeship through them and uh, ended up uh, working, running shoe shops um, around Melbourne and uh, then eventually opened up my own shoe shop. It was a children's fitting specialist mm-hmm. when I had young children. And um, then I sort of moved around a little bit after that. I sold bass and had a couple of years in Tasmania, lived in Launceston on a, on a little farm, which was beautiful down there for a little while, and sort of moved into the superannuation industry when uh, the superannuation guarantee uh, was coming into into play and uh, was, was very involved in that and sort of marketing that towards uh, employers around Tasmania. And after a couple of years, moved to Melbourne and was doing that in Melbourne. So I was sort of in the finance sector for many years until I sort of uh, later on moved into uh, recruitment and uh, so instead of sort of doing the finance work, I was looking for you know, recruiting people for the banks and for the financial organisations to do the um, to do the work for them. So that was really my step into recruiting. And then at the age of 34, you came to Christ. Tell us what happened. Yeah, 34, I went through a, uh, a marriage breakdown, and uh, it sort of um, was very painful at the time. I was I was really quite suicidal. It was really quite horrid, and um, I, I remember being very, very sort of upset at the lowest point of my life, I'd say now. And uh, I remember just hearing a voice saying to me, you know, if you don't want your life, Andrew, give it to me. And uh, I, I really wasn't sure what it was all about then. It really sort of probably took me another year and a half. I was a bit slow. 
<laughs> another year and a half or so to to, to realise what was that what that was all about. And uh, you know, I can look back now. I can see sort of that was Jesus sort of knocking quite loudly on my door. But I was very stubborn, and um, you know, I was on my knees. But it, it did take me still a little while to uh, to get the message. And tell us, was there a, a big change in your life when you came to Christ? Yeah, absolutely. I, I remember going to it was a little show, little um, church in Sylvan in the uh, Yarra Valley, uh, the Dandenong Ranges, and uh, just went there along there one day because I was living out that way and I thought it just might be a good way to sort of meet new people. I also had a father-in-law who was very insistent that I go to church and went there one day and there was a, uh, a 90-year-old locum um, preaching there. <laughs> He's 90-plus. Lovely old man. He was preaching on fishes of men. And um, I, I just got hit with it, really. I, I just suddenly had a, a realisation that... Um, it was true, and what he was saying was true. And it was, um, you know, I, I don't think I don't think anybody can really understand that unless they've sort of gone through it. But you, certainly, it, it is an awakening. And uh, you know, from that point on, I, I really just went through everything I possibly could find in terms of reading to find out. To so I had just so many questions, and uh, there's so much uh, I wanted to know. And so, uh, the amount of books that I went through in the next year or two, um, no, they still dawn my bookshelves in my office and uh, I sort of look at them quite proudly and say, well, you know, that was that was part of my journey. And of course, anybody else who's sort of at that point, I say, well, come and have a look, I've got some books for you <laughs> to, to help you along. And um, yeah, that was a very special time because uh, it then led to uh, a baptism and um, it was uh, um, moved me into uh, sort of all sorts of ways because uh, work just wasn't the same for me anymore. I was looking for something else to do. And uh, I even tried a Bachelor of Ministries there for a little while, and uh, it didn't last very long. Um, again, I was just too stubborn, and things weren't happening the way I wanted them to. I was interested in spiritual warfare, and they didn't want to teach me that until the fourth year, and I thought, well, I can't wait that long. <laughs> <laughs> so it, uh, yeah, it just didn't, didn't suit me. I sort of um, never really conformed to the way that people want me to conform, and uh, I tend to sort of like doing things my own way, which really just gets me into trouble more than not. I would have been much better off to conform back at school and continue through, but um, no, that's not me. Well, you know, a vast majority of people come to Christ under the age of 14, uh, so you're certainly the minority coming to Christ at 34. Uh, what was it like for you uh, getting into church life after being unchurched for years? Uh, did you get straight involved, or we, we, did you just sit back and watch for a while? No, I got I got fairly heavily involved fairly quickly. I, I was really surprised because um, not being not being a Christian and not going to church, um, it, it was quite amazing to to go to church and just to be loved and accepted like I'd never been loved and accepted before. Uh, where people, you know, they're all fascinated with your story, all fascinated how you became a Christian. Uh, you know, the, the invitations to lunches and dinners and. Uh, the involvement with the people, and the people were just beautiful. And I thought, wow, I didn't know such people existed. And I was probably a bit wary of them for a while, thinking, you know, could this really be real? Um, and it was, and it was just just amazing, Re- really uh, an amazing time. There was a lot of sort of spiritual warfare that I can look back on now that was going on, um, because it wasn't easy, um, especially sort of moving towards baptism. There's all sorts of uh, horrific things going on in my life at the time with work and relationships and all sorts of things. But um, it was just such a lovely feeling to be surrounded and supported by, by, by people who really didn't know me. Um, certainly sort of, they weren't family, but 
they felt like family. And um, you know, I've I found now quite often um, church friends and um, uh, are very special, and you do feel part of the family. And that was something that uh, I don't think I'd really ever felt before. And tell us about uh, your involvement uh, in Christian ministry. You're now running christianjobs.com.au. How did you get to that point? Yeah, well, it was in 1996 that I discovered the internet, which was very early. There there wasn't much around there. There was no Facebook or or Google back then. (laughs) And I I had a modem which uh, was used for uh, in the finance business, and I thought, I wonder what I could do with this, and I hooked it up to a computer and got myself an account, and... uh, came across these um, these chat rooms on the internet and uh, it was fascinating because you could you know you could type and chat in these different rooms to different people all over the world and they had different rooms for different things and um, I made quite a lot of friends through doing that and it was one day when um, I came online one day into the chat room that I originally often chat in and somebody mentioned that one of the people who regularly chats there had died had passed away and uh, it, it sort of shocked me that uh, you know th- these are real people that I'm chatting to and then then I was really convicted that I was a Christian and I hadn't mentioned my Christianity to anybody in this chat room or this person who passed away and, and I felt a real heaviness in terms of I hadn't shared my faith with these people and certainly this person that's passed away I hadn't shared my faith with that person and I felt a real responsibility to do so so I opened up a, a chat room um, I think it was called Christian Chat or Christian was just a, a Christian chat room, um, and started talking about God and my faith and sharing it with others. And others joined me, and uh, you know well, I think we did that for about five or six years, and eventually had thousands and thousands of people coming and going through these chat rooms. Some of them attacking, saying you know trying to to attack uh, the the ministry, but many sort of be watching and be learning, and, and many came to Christ as a result of it. We set up an eldership, um, so it didn't sort of just become a power centre. Um, had a number of um, mature Christians involved in running, and ended up running quite a few different chat rooms on different uh, different servers, etc. And that was really my, the beginning of the internet for me. And then one one of the um, I was sort of moving into recruitment at that stage, and uh, really felt that there was a need for um, a Christian job board because. You know, there was a, there was Sikh and there was others, but there was nothing sort of for Christians. And uh, I noticed there, there was one in America. And uh, I thought, why, why doesn't Australia have one? And I remember even chatting to somebody in the chat rooms about, you know, the need for that. And uh, this chap, chap, Lindsay, was a friend of mine in the chat room, and he just, I think, finished his master's in IT or something. And he, he said, well, we could build something like that. And so over a period of about six months at night, using was MSN Messenger back then, because he was in Queensland and I was in Melbourne, we would develop the, a website, which is very you know, rudimentary at this stage, but it was a website where you know, we could advertise Christian jobs and people could, could view them and advertisers can put them on themselves. And um, by... Early 2003, it was sort of up and running. We weren't charging anybody for the use of it because it was really part of my recruitment business. And um, the trouble is, if you don't charge anything for these sort of things, people tend to abuse them. So um, we're having a lot of people sort of writing all sorts of horrible things on it. So we really decided we needed to actually charge a few dollars at least for people to use it just to stop that. Um, And then uh, World Vision came across it and they contacted me and they said, this is a wonderful idea. We'd love to use this. Would you um, 
would you mind if uh, we had some suggestions on the development and the changes? Of course, welcome that with open arms. And that was really the, the beginning of Christian Jobs um, back in 2002. And uh, it uh, was never meant to be a business. I never wrote a business plan. I never really had uh, had much idea about how to sort of even run a business back then. It was just a website that did something and uh, slowly developed into a business that uh, certainly had um, some problems along the way because during the development of the business, I found myself I found myself unemployed. <laughs> so as soon as I got the business up and running, I was applying for all the jobs that were being posted <laughs> and uh, and not getting any of them, mind you. God had God had other plans for me. But uh, it certainly did cause a lot of problems because I was on um, Centrelink benefits at the time and then I had this small business that was just emerging that wasn't really making much money, but it was making a few dollars here and there. And I had to declare those dollars to Centrelink, so it made it all very confusing. And I went to Centrelink one day and I said, listen, I'm sorry, but um, probably the best thing you need to do is um, close down that business because you need to go and get a real job. And uh, I remember my wife and I praying about it and saying, God, You've started this. It's uh, what's it all come to if we to shut it down? And um, we felt that it needed to continue, so we contacted Centrelink and shut down the payments and said, "Look, we we won't take those payments anymore." And uh, we sort of packed our furniture up, thinking we're going to have to move in with in-laws because the business wasn't going to sustain us. But would you believe the next month we made more money than we ever got from Centrelink? Wow! Sort of just took off from there. So that's your full-time ministry now. It is certainly, yeah, full-time ministry, and it's sort of been um, the foundation of many other ministries along the way. We had Christian Directory back in, uh, in 2005. I think that was sort of roundabout even before Google, so for Christians to sort of find different services. But that sort of fell by the wayside when sort of the, um, the search engines really got going. Yeah. And uh, then in 2005, we uh, partnered with a group in the UK to start Christian Connection, which is a, it's a Christian dating site which we had the expertise of you know, putting employers and employees together. We thought we could use that expertise to put um, you know, life partners together. So uh, that's now sort of uh, also one of the leading Christian websites in Australia today. Well, I certainly appreciate uh, the work you do. I, I get the email every week and I look through it, uh, particularly for any jobs that might be good for any family members or anyone in my church or anyone that I know, and, and I'll often forward it on to people. And uh, I've just been having a look through your website. It's quite extensive and uh, great to see, obviously, you're, you're in, uh, you've are you're in. got your app, uh, you're on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Google Play, you've got uh, all, all, the, all the different uh, social media bits, uh, sorry, Google Plus, I should say, you've got all the different social media uh, connected up. And uh, do you guys support any charities or ministries through the work of ChristianJobs.com.au? We do. We, we, we obviously we obviously tie through through the church, etc. But we've also got. To, uh, I think we've had six compassion children at, at, at some stage. Uh, I think we're back down to one now, but uh, looking to sort of build it up again. Yeah. And uh, also sort of doing sponsorships and things like that as, as they come around. Mm. I mean, we're, we've been fairly um, keen to keep the price quite low. Um, for, for advertising, um, so we're trying to sort of be about thirty percent behind the sort of the secular websites um, because we are a niche website. But it's a um, it's, it's 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 a website that really has um, sort of come into its own in terms of the development of the social media, and I think it's sort of uh, really part of the way that Christians operate. I mean, you've mentioned yourself that you sort of pass things on. I know we're always looking 
for ways of doing ministry and helping others, and that's sort of one of the Christian virtues. And uh, the site, certainly, we have so many people, you know, people come up to me at conferences and say exactly what you said, you know, they have, um, it's part of their ministry that they go through the ads and they, they will email them off to friends and family that they know who are looking for work. So it's certainly, certainly a way for people to serve others, and uh, that's one of the strengths of the site, especially going through all the social media. Um, you know, we, one advert can just reach hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people through, not just directly, but And, you know, it's my belief that there's many Christians that should be working in ministry but haven't found the right job yet. So let's hope and pray that many people uh, find a a calling, not just a job, uh, as they look through the website. Uh, If people want to check it out, once again, it's christianjobs.com.au. They're on social media as well. You can check it out. Uh, It's been great hearing your story today. Andrew Toneman, I reckon you're a history maker. Thanks for your time. (laughs) Good on you. Thanks, Matt. Pleasure. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv. There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. And you can find out about History Makers TV. We are a faith-based ministry and we appreciate every donation. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ to the nations of the world. If you'd like to partner with us, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater. And why don't you go and make history? History Makers. History Makers is proudly sponsored by Bible League, who serve the local church and other partners around the world by providing Bibles, scripture materials and training to help people meet Jesus. They provide God's Word to a lost and needy world. Bible League plants Bibles in prisons, among persecuted Christians and in poor nations, bringing the love and light of Christ into many people's lives around the world. Make history today by joining our friends at Bible League and planting a Bible that will help someone meet Jesus. Go to bl.org.au. Station sponsor.